It's time for This Week in WordPress, episode number 196, entitled The Diverse Advert in the Tree. It was recorded on Monday, the 14th of February, 2022. My name's Nathan Wrigley, and as always, I'm joined by some notable WordPress guests. This week, my co-host is Michelle Frechette, but I'm also joined by Angela Jin of Automatic and Gustavo Bordoni from the events calendar. There's a lot to talk about. Gustavo had to join us a little bit later, so he's about 20 minutes in before he arrives. And during the first bit of the conversation, in fact, probably the longest time we've ever devoted to one particular topic, we talk about the controversy this week, which has emerged on the WordCamp Europe side of things and the feeling among some community members that the the whole event has got a diversity problem. So we debate that for quite a long time. Then we talk about whether or not there's adverts going to be in the sidebar of the block editor. Is this going to be a problem going forwards? The White House has got a beautiful new website created by Tenop. Not only is it beautiful, it is a wonderful implementation of how blocks could be built. So we talk about that. There's a few jobs going and we discuss three notable jobs at the moment. Cadence blocks have got some Lottie animation goodness happening and there's a few of our picks of the week as well. It's all coming up next on This Week in WordPress. Hello, hello, hello there, hello there, hello there, hello. I say hello a lot, uh, Angela, I'm sorry. It's because <laughs> the, the audio takes ages to settle down, so there's a lot of helloing. And by now, the audio will have figured out what a volume to be at, so hopefully that's that's done it. Hello, this week in WordPress, episode number 196. I think that's right. I feel it might be one less than that. 196, we'll go with that, 196. Joined <laughs> on the call today to talk about WordPress, I have... Two lovely guests. First of all, my co-host for the show, who's incredibly good at helping me organize and be up to date and be timely and get guests on. It's Michelle Frechette. How are you doing, Michelle? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm really good. Tell us about last week. You you had an exciting yeah, week. I did. I was on lots of planes last week because you can't fly direct to anywhere but a hub out of Rochester. So if you're going anywhere else, you must be on at least two planes, sometimes more. But uh, I was in Oklahoma City last week for a post-status business partners retreat. And so there were about, I want to say 25, 30 of us, I actually never counted, um, out there. And along with taking absolutely every protocol we possibly could, we had one additional person in the room and that person was what we called our COVID officer. And so we had somebody actually in the room who would tap you on the shoulder and say that mask needs to go over your nose or put your mask back on, you're done talking or any of those kinds of things. And so she actually didn't have to do that because we were all hyper aware of the fact that Nobody wanted to be tapped on the shoulder and nobody wanted to catch COVID. So, you know, we showed we showed negative tests um, upon arrival. We took tests and, and showed our negative tests and we masked the entire time, except when we were actively eating, drinking, or if we were at the front of the room presenting so that we could be heard a little bit better. But yeah, it was a, it was a great week. Oh, I'm so pleased. It sounds like you had yeah. a really good time. There was an awful lot of people yeah, that um, that I know who, who were going to be in attendance. So great. And so nice to hear that you took the whole COVID thing so seriously and got somebody we in the really room. Did. Yeah. And I can imagine in a room of conscientious people who want to abide by those rules, that job must be basically sitting in a chair and sort of trying desperately to find somebody to tell <laughs> off. So <laughs> good to have them though, nevertheless. Yes, Speaking absolutely. of events... 
we are going to be talking quite a lot about events. I think probably the large proportion of the show is going to be talking about events and some some interesting stuff that came up last week. And to talk about those events, not that this was organised uh, with this in mind. Angela Jin is here. Hello, Angela. Hello. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, Angela. Yeah, sure. Um, well, I am... Uh, sponsored by Automatic and a full-time sponsored contributor. Uh, within Automatic, my role is head of uh, programs and contributor experience. Um, but yeah, my roots are um, largely on the Make Community team. So yeah, if you want to talk about WordPress events, um, I am so there for that. I cannot believe the 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 sort of timing of this particular story <laughs> that we're going to lead with in a little bit. I'm going to do some housekeeping before that, but it's almost like uh, like you were the perfect guest at the perfect time. Some synchronicity happening there. I should add that um, in your biography, the short biography which you sent to us, it says that you love writing, volunteering, and eating tapas. This is no oh, word true. of a lie. I have not talked about tapas to anybody. I would say for ten years, and in a, and a remarkable piece of synchronicity, Synchronicity. My son came up to me about 12 hours ago in the evening, just before the evening meal, and he said, Dad, and I said, yep. And he said, what's the point of tapas? <laughs> I didn't really know what to say. I just said, well, it's nice to have a selection of different things to eat. You don't have to be terribly hungry. So anyway, there's more, more synchronicity where it needed. What's the point of tapas? It's not an easy question to answer. <laughs> For what it's worth, I invited... I invited Angela on the show like more than a month ago. So literally it's serendipitous that the topics that are up on the roster today happen to be something that Angela can speak um, probably volumes about because yeah, of her involvement yeah. and things. So it really, I mean, people might think that we're, you know, blowing sunshine, but the truth is like we try, I tried to get her on the show like a month ago and she had a conflict and she's like, when are you on next? I'm like, Valentine's day. She's like, all right, I'm signing up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Sometimes life just falls into your lap, doesn't it? And it does. uh, mm -hmm. today is one of those days. Um, well, thank you both for joining us. I should add that um, for reasons which I won't go into, we may well be joined by a fourth guest. We had um, Gustavo Bordoni on a, a, probably three or four weeks ago with Taco from mm -hmm. Yoast. And he is going to endeavor to join us later. But for, for one reason or another, which we don't need to go into, he's he's possibly going to be late so if Gustavo joins us fabulous if Gustavo doesn't then hopefully he'll book in another day but just to alert you to the fact that they that may well be happening okay just some um, housekeeping before we begin the show and share a couple of comments that have come in first thing to say is this is our website wpbuilds.com if you are into WordPress content we produce this piece each week comes out on a Monday well we produce it on a Monday and then we recycle it repurpose it and it comes out as a podcast episode tomorrow and we put it onto our YouTube channel as well. And then we also do podcast episodes on a Thursday. Um, we're doing them each and every week, interviews and chats with my friend David Wormsley. If you'd like to keep up to date, you can click this subscribe button here or alternatively just fill in this little form here and we'll, we'll email you each and every time we produce a new piece of content. Okay, trying to get people to join the stream. If you're into that and you would like to just pause for a moment, take us off your primary screen, because I know that's what you're doing. You're focusing very hard on everything that we're doing. Maybe maybe pause that for a moment and go and share, wpbuilds.com forward slash live. It's always nice to have more people in the comments than less people in the comments. So that's wpbuilds.com forward slash live. 
And perhaps we can get some people making some comments. A couple of people joined us so far. As always, Rob Cairns, he's a, he's a very diligent uh, follower of the podcast. Good morning. Happy Monday. Happy Mondays. Uh, ser- serendipity is in a bounds. This is ridiculous. There's a British band called the Happy Mondays, um, and they were around in the 1980s. And I haven't played any of their music for more than a decade. And out of the blue, my daughter said to me on Saturday, have you heard this song? And it was a song by the Happy Monday. So I don't know what's going on, but there's <laughs> there's, there's an awful lot of that. Uh, hello, Ian. Nice to see you in WB. Um, I don't know that I've met you before, but hello, 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 indeed. Greetings, says Peter Ingersoll from Chile, Connecticut. And Maya says, uh, and now an hour of chocolate and good vibrations. Excellent. Is that what you do, Maya? She just chill out with chocolate to this. That's great. I'm quite jealous, but hopefully the chocolates will keep flowing. Let's get into it, shall we? Now, okay. Firstly, I am going to put a bunch of caveats in the way. We're going to have a topic which may get a little bit, let's say, political. We tend to stay away from politics because we're WordPress, uh, WordPress-based podcast, and we don't stray into politics very much. But there is a chance that today those kind of feelings and political positions may be aired. I am possibly going to play devil's advocate once in a while, and so I want to be absolutely sure that nobody is going to kill me and cancel me on social media because some of the views that I'm going to express may not be my own. I might just be playing the sort of devil's advocate in order to push the debate along. But Angela, the first piece that we were always going to lead with, whether or not you were on the show, is a discussion which you launched on the 8th of February. Um, You can find this piece on make.wordpress.org. It's called Discussion, Diversity in WordPress Events. I could paraphrase this, why this happened, Angela, or I can just hand it to you. Would you like to take it and run with it? Yeah, sure. Um, Thank you so much. Um, Yeah, I'm really excited that we are are going to to talk about this. Um, For the record, in case anybody is curious, this is not the first time we've talked about diversity in the WordPress space or WordPress events. And I also really hope that it's not going to be the last time either. Um, But yeah, this came into uh, focus last uh, around last week when there were some discussions on Twitter around the diversity of uh, our events, specifically the WordCamp Europe organizing team. And um, as many things do on Twitter, there was a lot of a lot of quick conversation and a lot of opinions being voiced. And so we're at this really interesting time where we haven't had in-person events for so long, but we're starting to see some of them and people are thinking about them. And so it's a really wonderful time to actually refocus on the diversity of our events. So um, Twitter's a great place to have conversations, uh, but it's kind of hard to follow sometimes and really give people a place to fully express themselves. And so this post came out because for a global community, diversity is uh, talked about differently and viewed differently around the world. And I thought it would be really, really interesting to bring everyone together and give people a place to share their perspectives and their experience with 
diversity in WordPress, what makes a space more welcoming, what helps them belong, um, what challenges they see in their community specifically, and start talking about it. Because, uh, and I, I mentioned this in the post a little bit, we have a lot of excellent ideas around how we can make our WordPress events more representative of our global community. Um, but I, without really understanding how everybody is approaching this conversation, um, that's what I really want. I want us to all see how, where we are starting from um, so that we can better approach all of that. Angela, are you able to describe to us the the series of events that that led up to this conversation? What were, I mean, I, I don't mean verbatim. You don't have to quote us the tweets or anything. But what was the general tenor of the messaging around WordCamp Europe this year, twenty twenty two? It's in June, I believe. I think it's the yes. second to the fourth. Um, what was the what was the point of contention? The bit that people or the the original poster had. Uh, you know, they had concerns about. Yeah. Um, so the original tweet was around the lack of uh, specifically black organizers on the WordCamp Europe team. And um, I thought it was real interesting how that conversation unfolded on Twitter. Um, people had a lot of, uh, a lot of strongly held opinions on um on how that unfolded, how, what should happen next. Um, and so the WordCamp Europe team, you know, I think it's an interesting challenge that they have in forming an organizing team that comes together uh, for this event in particular. WordCamp Europe is one of, it's the biggest by attendee size, um, biggest flagship event. And so it is a very visible event. And um, yeah, there are uh, no black organizers on the WordCamp Europe organizing team. And so some of the conversation was around like, well, this is a very American view of diversity being imposed on Europe. Um, and then, I don't know, it just escalated from there. And yeah, so what I said earlier about us having very different views on diversity around the world like that's the conversation i want to see people have like where where are we all starting from um one thing i'll share uh my last week i had a lot of conversations with people about this and it's been fascinating i'll tell you um one thing that i thought was really interesting was um in the dutch language uh I learned that calling somebody black is actually very offensive. And so if you are uh, in the Dutch community and you're going out for organizers and you say, uh, we want to have black organizers, that's actually like incredibly rude locally. And so like when the language of diversity is different around the world, like that's something we really need to understand before we can talk about how we're going to address this issue. Mm. And um, certainly in Europe, you can't call a black person African American because they're not American. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, you know, and in, in the United States alone, we have so many different ways that um, people prefer to be addressed and that people are addressed by their ethnicities. And then we have a whole bunch of white fragility, not knowing 
what to say and how to say it. Or we have the other side of things where they don't care and they'll say things that are offensive. So we have all of that coming into play here in the States as well. And as somebody who has is half of the team that created underrepresented in tech.com, um, I, I, I hope it's okay to say Angela and I had a long conversation last week because she was interested in my take on, on what's going on. Also, I'm an organizer on the WordCamp Europe team. And so that puts me in a very interesting position um, alongside along those lines too. And so it's it's good to know that there are allies and it's good to know that there are people who are actively seeking to make sure that everybody has an opportunity, but more so than that, that everybody is invited to become part of organizing teams and and hold stakeholder positions in WordPress around the world. Okay, thank you for that, Michelle. We'll, we'll try to sort of delve into different aspects of this topic. F- firstly, let's just deal with the let's just deal with the sort of social media storm and things like that. Now, I confess, I didn't really follow it, and so I don't know how heated things got. I don't know if there was a lot of back and forth and what have you, and. And on the whole, Michelle can attest to this. I cannot use Twitter. You know, I'm really bad at it. I don't even understand how it works. So the idea of me following it on Twitter is almost ridiculous. But did do you feel that the debate was, okay, fruitful? Yes, I think we've established that because things have moved and, you know, conversations have been had. Was there any sense, Angela, from your point of view, did, did things get out of the the sort of box of comfort that you would like them to be in? Did it get a little bit um, hot under the collar or were things maintained in a sort of civil and uh, polite way that you would hope they would be? Well, I should also disclose that uh, I also am not a active Twitter user either. Um, and so, yeah, I saw a lot of... Uh, a lot of opinions strongly held, um, which is a lot of what I see on Twitter. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm i not sure I'm the best person to answer that because no, I, I don't fine. use Twitter a whole lot. Um, and yeah, I'm, if anything, I'm glad there's a conversation going. Um, and that's, that's where I'm particularly happy about where things are going. Um, yeah. <laughs> Okay. One thing Thank to remember you. too is that change seldom comes from com- from a place of comfort. Yeah. Change yeah. usually comes from a place of discomfort, and it's really good in a lot of respects to have some discomfort happen. Um, it's not good to have hate and and you know vitriol and those kinds of things. Discomfort is much different than the mudslinging that can happen, um, but but a little bit of discomfort too as a catalyst is never bad. Okay, thank you. Okay, that's that's fine. Okay, in terms of Angela, I'm going to give this one to you first, if that's all right. And then I would like an equal, the exact same question to be posed to Michelle. Sorry, I feel like I'm conducting an interview, but I also I also feel that on this subject, both of you are so much more uh, well versed in in what it is that we're trying to go here, what the where the target is aimed. Uh, that it feels like me asking questions is better than just us having some kind of conversation, if that's all right. So, sure. Angela, yeah. what is the what is the target here? What is the thing that we're trying to aim for? If, let's say, in two years, 18 months, five years, whatever it was, is, is there a thing that you can pin, point to and say, this is the goal? If we can do this and an event, for example, like WordCamp Europe, can be looking like this, 
Do we know what that looks like? Or are we still at the point, as you described earlier, of just trying to figure it out? And if we are still trying to figure it out, what are the what are the principles that you're being guided by? Oh, that's a great question. What are the principles that I'm being guided by? I love that. Um, yeah, so I think we often talk about building WordPress for everyone, right? Like we want to democratize publishing. We want to give everyone a voice online. And so to that end, it behooves all of us anytime we're gathering to look at who's gathered. Um, and I think this is equally important for both social spaces and places where we make decisions as well. Um, if we're trying to bring this to everybody, who is not represented in this group? Um, who, is, uh, who is not being given a seat at the table to participate in the conversation, to belong in this community? And what can we do to help them uh, find their place here and really make them comfortable to the point where they are engaged and can take on greater roles and help contribute and take on even more visible events like organizing an event. Um, it's, I think one thing that I saw as a result of this conversation, uh, like, well, we can establish quotas for for organizing teams, which I'm going to say right now, I'm not a fan of. I don't believe in establishing quotas. Sorry, um, I'm going to I'm going to have to pause you there because would you explain quotas to me? Yeah. Um, for example, uh, we want to make sure that on any organizing team, we have um, exactly 50 percent women and 50 percent men, just as an example. Um, and so what that says is that we're going to go out and we're going to build a team um, regardless of who they are uh, we're going to find half men and half women to join this organizing team and uh, i think at this point a lot of communities are progressing beyond that point and thinking about more uh, more um, what other communities are less uh, represented beyond women um, but for the sake of example um, mm -hmm. that's a quota and where that does not work well is that if we if we bring people in who don't have a deep understanding of what it is that we're doing here and we don't give them the tools to succeed uh, often that's like education um, and yeah deep understanding of how to for example organize an event like that's a that's a skill that not everybody has um, then we're setting people up for failure, essentially, and that creates uh, more broken bonds within the community. And it, uh, like, that is the last thing that I want to do in this community is set anybody up for failure. We want to set people up for success. Um, I gotten on this train of thought and I've lost my original thought. What was No, was okay, I'll, 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 reiterate, <laughs> I'll reiterate my question to you and then maybe you'll be able to pick that one up. I was basically saying, what is the target? What is it that we're trying to aim for? And, and if we don't have that distilled and, and written down in black yeah. and white just yet, what is the sort of general impression of where we want to be going? I've, I've forgotten the exact wording that I used earlier, but that broadly Thank is you. what I was trying to get to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I would love to see communities come together and have organizing teams, speaker rosters, volunteers that 
more accurately represent their community uh, at all levels. That's what, that is the vision that I want to see. And every time that we gather people together, we take that moment and think, who is not represented here? Because that's a moving target. There's always going to be somebody who we want to make sure we bring in and give them a voice in what we're doing here. Okay, thank you. That was really interesting. And I saw Michelle nodding uh, a lot to a lot of that. So I just want to give Michelle her chance to, to well, agree uh, or, or take that subject on a little bit. Same question, Michelle. So one of the things, I, I know you said you were going to play devil's advocate. Let me put the devil's advocate words in your mouth for a moment, if I may. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Oftentimes... Um, especially, I, I, you know, I do a lot of work around recruiting and jobs and things like that. Oftentimes, we think of the fact that we put an application on available to everybody as being enough, right? So um, my, my, my fictional company has only white people working here. Well, there was an application out there. A black person could have applied, right? Which is what we do with WordCamps. The application is out there. Anybody can apply to be an organizer. But the truth is, if you don't see people who look like you, it makes it more difficult to want to apply to work someplace, and especially when you're not getting paid for it, right? So you're volunteering to do those kinds of works and you don't know what you're stepping into. I was once, and this this was probably, gosh, my daughter was two, so 28 years ago, I was dating a man. I was invited to his church on a Sunday morning. I walked into a black church and I was the only white person in the entire church and I was the most uncomfortable person you've ever seen because I came from a very conservative background church where you sit quietly for an hour you shake the pastor's hand on the way out and you go about your day this is a three-hour service with people dancing in the aisles and amens and yes brother and preaching and I sat there like probably red-faced the whole time total fish out of water. Now, would I have gone to that church of my own? Of course not. Were the doors always open to me? Yes, they were. Was I invited in and yet still felt uncomfortable? Yes. That is a situation we don't want to happen to anybody in a WordPress situation. Not only are the doors open, but people should be invited in and then made comfortable and included in every opportunity that is there once they have come through those doors. So yes, is the opportunity always there? Of course. But do we need to do better at inviting people in and making it be a safe environment for everybody that walks in the door? Absolutely. I am just going to pause things because in the background, um, Gustavo uh, Bordoni has, has has joined us. And I feel that we're probably going to keep debating this topic for a, a, another 20, 20 minutes or so. So let's just let's just grab let's grab Gustavo. Hello. Hello. Hey, Hi. there you go. It's Gustavo Bordoni. I would normally do this bit at the beginning, but I'm just so that we can get back to where we were. Gustavo, I hope you don't mind. I'm going to introduce you quickly. Gustavo is the engineering man manager and principal engineer at the events calendar and developer behind FakerPress, uh, PTE for plugins in, the Port in Portuguese, Brazil, husband and soon to be father. Well, you can tell us about that when we finish the call on this on in his spare time he enjoys woodworking and 
Olympic weightlifting. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, Gustavo, sorry that we don't get to do the general chit-chat, but we're going to just carry this conversation on. I, I imagine that you heard a proportion of what we were talking about, but just to paraphrase, we're talking about the debate which surfaced last week where there were concerns about the, the diversity, the range of people who were contributing to WordCamp in Europe. So let's carry that on. We've, we've had the discussion about what the problem was. We've had the discussion about um, what, what we could do, uh, perhaps to make it look more like the solution has been arrived at. So Angela, down to sort of concrete things, what has, what has come about in the last week? What things are going to be happening um, as a result of the, the, the discussions and the debates during the course of this week? Yeah. Um, well, I'll share with you that when I posted that, that post on Make Community, my deepest fear was that nobody would participate because I realized it's a big ask to say like, hey, like come talk about this really personal and charged topic um, and share your perspective in this very permanent space uh, with more than what's Twitter now, 280 characters with more than 280 characters. It's a big ask of people. Um, and I have been so thrilled with how many people just like vulnerably shared what they what they go through. Um, and I, I love that the post is being translated into different languages and um, like we're getting a lot of good response there. And so I think that's a great, that's a great step. Let's build that understanding about um, how we approach diversity, how what that looks like from community to community, because um, I think that's really important for figuring out where we go next. Um, my other hope is that we feel more comfortable talking about it. Um, I think, yes, you came here saying that uh, you're going to play devil's advocate. Um, I've done a miserable which, job of that so far. <laughs> <laughs> but like, we need to be asking those questions so that we can actually address them. Everybody is in a different place on their journey to talking about diversity. Um, and if we don't create spaces to have those conversations and educate people, um, if they are willing to learn, uh, that's, that's, going to hinder us from our ultimate vision, our ultimate goal. Um, yeah, I, I do want to say one, uh, in the many conversations I had this last week, I had a lot of people reach out to me and say, hey, I'm I'm scared to talk about this because I'm afraid I'm going to say the wrong thing and I'm afraid I'm going to be canceled. It's very, it's very dire. Um, and that fear prevents us from, I think, being in a more open space, a more, a more of a growth mindset. It's a lot to overcome. On the flip side of that, if you are somebody who is coming out and saying, hey, this is a problem over here and I don't feel represented in this group, that's also a really big risk um, for that person. It is real scary to put yourself out there like that. And so, yeah, we should listen to when those things come up. Um, I would love to see more conversation and more understanding and education come out of all of this. Like that's that's one actionable step I would I would really cherish in this community. 
Thank you. Um, I'll go to Michelle, and then we'll take some thoughts from Gustavo, if that's all right. So, uh, Michelle, is there anything in your head which would which would signify as a, a concrete step, something which we actually actually can do? Perhaps something which you notice has happened this week, where you would feel that okay, this is this has changed. Something is different this week than it was last week. Well, just the fact that we're openly discussing it mm. is, you know, the, a huge step in the right direction. Um, I've seen more people applying to be part of the database at underrepresentedintech.com. We do not track the metrics as of who's using the database. We want that to be open so people don't feel like we're kind of keeping tabs on who's been invited to do what and that kind of thing. So we have no metrics um, as far as how the database is being used other than anecdotal feedback because we want it to be as open as possible and not have people feel like they're being micromanaged or under a microscope for that. But we know that people are using tools like that now. And I think that that is a step in the right direction to, especially when you're recruiting, if you're recruiting for an event, go to the tools that are out there, turn to Twitter, use the hashtags that are out there. You know, black tech Twitter is an amazing thing. And there are people who have amazing and beautiful voices talking about the things that we're all talking about all the time in technology. Take advantage of that when you are looking for guests on your podcast and people to be included in your short-term, long-term projects, whether you're hiring somebody for a part-time or full-time job, make sure that you're doing recruiting in the right way and not just inviting your friends and the people who look like you. Thank you, Michelle. That's great. Mm -hmm. And um, okay, um, let, just just to be very clear, Gustavo has just joined us. He missed at least half of what we were saying. So uh, really, Gustavo, I'm just after your overall impressions. The story this week was all about WordCamp Europe and what had happened in terms of the the people in 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 the organization team it was felt that there wasn't the diversity that may well be desired and so thoughts on that and what you've seen on social media going on this week really yeah so so one of the things that i feel like is is a interesting kind of like tangent from from that particular topic is like i'm going to bring it to a little bit how my perspective is to a lot of these things i'm from brazil where um I have a very different background, uh, but when I come here in the U.S., I'm very much like white, and I don't have a lot of these like very different perspectives on on how some of these cultural things affect me, in particular. Um, so back in Brazil, we had this major issue with um, with 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 inviting more people from other communities because Brazil is so uh, plural in, in terms of like how big it is and how many different people we have. Uh, but we've had this issue and it, it's, it's, it's honestly very hard to, to be able to put the finger and say, hey, this is the way to solve the problem. It's an ongoing conversation. And I feel like last week seeing people start talking about the conversation and being able to 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 have that be part of the wordpress community as like a as a very important piece of what we do not just by uh saying hey people are welcome that's not enough in a lot of ways uh the most important thing is being able to um allow these people that not necessarily have the the most welcoming um 
like like intro to certain uh, communities uh, to to have that be a, a like a way for them to come in into the WordPress community, which has been all over the globe for so many years. Um, and I think something that Angela said that was very important is having that post that like is being translated into other languages will will be a big deal for 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 bringing the plurality of the world into this not just by having the event happen on different places but by other people in other languages being being aware that this is a thing that's being talked about um, but it's going to take time like training someone that's new to something it's going to take a couple of years until everyone is like uh, feels safe to talk about the topic without feeling like there's risks uh, and risks are always really hard to deal with it because some people have fears that like I might not have because of where I come from and how safe I felt when I was younger about my experiences other people might not feel the same and, and it's hard to judge and say oh but it I feel safe yes you do because like everyone else looks either looks like you or is a friend of yours in some capacity. So having that, I feel like is the, one of the most important steps, you know? Thank you. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Thank you. Um, okay. Keeping this debate going just for a little bit longer. I think it's probably the longest we've talked about any one thing ever, but it's fascinating. I'm really enjoying it. I had a conversation not to do with diversity. This was to do with accessibility, but it strikes me that the overlap here is worth mentioning. I was talking to Amber Hines on a podcast episode the other day, and, and this curious question came to me. At what point do you say, okay, the accessibility, and here I am, here I am about to commit suicide socially. At what point do you say um, the accessibility of th this website is good enough for now? I've done... 30% of what I think needs to be done, but I'm better off putting out a website with 30% of the accessibility things ticked off than than, than not having a website which is, which is accessible until 100% of it is achieved. So there's my question. Flip that with diversity. Is there a, is there a, do we have like a roadmap? Are we looking like on a 10-year timescale here? Are we looking on a, you know, much shorter timescale? And if... Let's say that WordCamp Europe this time next year has the exact same problem. In other words, the numbers are the same, but they've gone through a different process, and it's pretty clear that this is just how it's worked out this time. Do we? Is there more of an olive branch that next time? So I don't feel I've answered that asked a particularly coherent question there. But are you are you getting a flavour of what I'm saying? The it, it's it's got to be a spectrum. I'm guessing we can't go from zero to a hundred percent here tomorrow. And do we, for example, say, well, that event that we we really need to slay them on social media because <laughs> they haven't got there all the way just yet. So I'm going to throw that one at Angela, and now I'm going to quit social media quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Um... I'm going to try and rephrase your question just a little Please bit. Please do. I think what you're trying to ask is, um, gosh, that is a really tricky question okay, to ask. Okay, let me try and re-ask <laughs> it. If it's, if it's not perfect, but an effort has been made, demonstrably made, do they get a pass? 
or do we still get to go out and, you know, does this arise again next year if things have been done differently, but the outcome is the same? For me, it uh, it really depends on the efforts made because I think uh, there are there are reasonable efforts uh, that we can ask everybody to to consider and build into specifically their organizing practices. Um, however, on the flip side of that, it's not uh, it's not a one and done thing, right? It's mm -hmm. not like all right, you have achieved perfect diversity for your WordCamp. Congratulations. Never think about this again. It's, you know, yeah. it's, uh, it's going <laughs> to be something that um, I'm certainly going to ask uh, everyone in WordPress to continue to think about. Um, and yeah, as we discover, I'm going to go back to what I said earlier. If we're building WordPress for everybody, we should continually think about whose voice is not being represented in our spaces because that's the way to build. Uh, bringing those voices in is the way to build WordPress for everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Again, Michelle, my horribly butchered question, but you, you, are you, you're you picking up on roughly what I'm trying to say there. What's your thoughts? So uh, I'm going to pull out a nursery rhyme. Oh, nice. <laughs> Another first. <laughs> Mother Goose said, good, better, best. Never rest until your good is better and your better is best. Meaning nice. there is no perfection, right? So we should always be striving to continually do better. So if next year we don't achieve the same thing, you know, we don't achieve what we're looking for, but we've put forth the you know, great effort, then the next year we should look at putting forth a greater effort until we are achieving our goals. I like it. I like that. And I like that you've got a nursery rhyme in. That's superb. Yeah, I think you've summed that up beautifully. Lovely. Well done. And um, Gustavo. One thing Try to beat I... that, Gustavo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to even try to beat it. I'm just going to... <laughs> so the thing that for me you mentioned in the beginning um accessibility and being a plugin developer on like and leading the team on a lot of these complicated conversations that arise on trying to determine the business part of like making a plugin and like being able to to enable all of these amazing people to work with the events calendar to have their like livelihood be part of this. Uh, there's a big part of all of it that has to do with um, being able to understand how much is a step. You know, how much are you willing to say this is this is what constitutes a step in the correct direction, right? Like, because if you if you're looking at the whole code base, you're talking about two hundred thousand lines of code that are random and if you don't know what you're looking for there are always things that you can improve but looking from the perspective of like um trying to lead the, all of that into the correct direction i think it's the same kind of topic that we're talking about from the from the diversity like standpoint is like there's something that constitutes a step in the right direction and that's clearly what we're trying to achieve and not necessarily the goal the goal is should be aspirational right like it should always as you grow and get better on it you should be thinking how can i what's like how can i raise the bar even further the bar should never be where you are it should always be higher and higher so that you can and, and accessibility is a really 
important topic when it comes to that because it's really hard for us developers to have that be part of our day-to-day in because it's such a small piece of the 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 pie of customers that will like actually benefit from that but it's an important piece that we need to be aware of so that we can say hey how is that taking us in the correct direction or is it like making us even worse on something and that's the that's where i think it relates so well with um the 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 topic that is not going to be something simple it's going to take more than a couple of iterations for us to feel comfortable with with where we are because if we say anything else we're going to be lying like saying that like next year is going to be perfect is is going to be think you're setting a, such a high bar that people are going to be like, oh, it wasn't good enough. I'm like, good enough, ne- like, it never is. Like, if you feel like it's good enough, we lost something here because the bar is not high enough, you know, uh, and, and that's where we should be looking for, you know. Thank you, Gustavo. That's really cool. Typically, with a short story where we deal with something for 10 minutes, we're able to sort of throw up lots of the comments because they're very much related to what we just talked about a couple of minutes ago. In this particular case, um, in particular, Rob Cairns, uh, Courtney, and Ian WB, Ian WB in particular, wrote a, a lot of comments. So forgive me for not putting any of them on the screen at the time. It was just, it felt on this particular occasion that the conversation was going. Um, and so we didn't put those up. But I do I do thank you for your, your contributions, all three of you. That's really nice. Thank you. So just to rephrase, just to recap, I should say, um, Angela's piece over on make.wordpress.org you can see well maybe you're listening to this it's called discussion diversity in wordpress events you can go and check it out there's been some amendations we've got indonesian traditional chinese japanese and portuguese language versions of that now i'm guessing that this debate's going to go on um angela we often would do this at the end, but it feels like maybe somebody's listening to this right now and wants to wants to like get into your inbox right away. If they want to talk to you, is it just go through that particular piece, or is there a more direct way that you would welcome comments? Yeah, um, if you are comfortable with sharing your perspective, definitely go and comment on that post. If you can help us translate it into a language that is not translated into yet, please, please do reach out. That would be incredible. Um, If you uh, want to chat with me directly, please do reach out to me um, either, yes, through Twitter, um, or you can also find me in the uh, Making WordPress Slack. I am always in the Making WordPress Slack. Probably a little slower to respond on Twitter, but I will respond. Thank you so much. As part of the um, as part of the podcast, we put together some show notes, and we allow the the guests and the co-hosts to share some bits and pieces that they found interesting during the course of the week. And Angela's put a couple in this week, and it feels like one of them is probably apropos to mention right at this moment. So let's just open this one. This is a piece again on make.wordpress.org. It's Jill Binder on the third of February. Um, the piece I'll just put it on the screen so that people can see it if they're watching. It's called Open Invitation. Diverse Speaker Training Group, um, hashtag WP Diversity, Volunteer Zoom Call. I confess I didn't get a chance to read this, Angela, because it dropped in my lap just, just a little bit too late for me to make, make any um, time to read it. But do you want to just run through what, what it is that we're looking at and why you've highlighted it for the show? Yeah, sure. So um, Jill Binder has uh, 
been leading the diverse speaker training working group for a number of years now um, and has this uh, they have this really wonderful workshop that encourages uh, underrepresented people to become speakers. And last year, Jill uh, and that working group expanded the programming to include three programs. So yes, the original diverse speaker training workshop, um, but also a support program where people who are interested in speaking can get feedback on their talks, um, meet other people in similar situations and uh, support each other. And also a new program around allyship as well. And so this call that Jill is hosting um, talks about those three programs, the work that's been done so far and how people can get involved. So if that is something you are interested in, this is a great place to get started. I would say it seems to relate to a piece at the, at the bottom is the, is the time and date of the next Zoom meeting related to this. So maybe if whatever you've listened to just now has piqued your interest, uh, February the 23rd, I can't off the top of my head someone up. Oh, it says, it says the word Wednesday. There we go. Um, Wednesday, February the 23rd. So in a couple of weeks time from five to six UTC, and there's a zoom link on the page and I will try to drop the, drop the make.wordpress.org, um, URL onto the show notes as well. So very much right. Okay. Whoa, that was a full. 50 minutes on one subject it's something new and unique and we had nursery rhymes and we had a guest dropping in uh during the middle of it it's all new and interesting this week so let's move on um i'm going to do do you want to go into this one angela um this is something i know that you you had a lot of time for this is uh, sarah gooding wp tavern it's called wordpress community support program recommends cautious spending until in-person events can renew revenue stream um we've obviously been talking about wordcamp europe and how all of that's funded and i again um we're gonna have to keep this one a little bit shorter angela if that's all right but basically it's all around the funding for in-person events um during the course of next year. Do you want to just sort of summarize? Because I know that you've you've got a real interest in this. Yeah, sure. And I, I will summarize it very quickly. Uh, there is a, a post uh, behind Sarah Ding's post on WP Tavern um, about basically the funds available on uh, funds available through WordPress community support, which is kind of the oversight entity behind uh, all WordCamps. It largely acts as a bank in many regards. Um, but yeah, we, since last year, because of the pandemic, um, we've had to, we being the community team, have had to be very cautious about spending so that that we keep the program in standing. Um, so, yep, this is just an update about the finances and a reminder to all organizers that we're going to be pretty cautious about how we spend our funds for our events. Um, and this is a great time to remind everybody that the goal of all of our WordPress events are to uh, connect WordPress enthusiasts to each other, to inspire people to do more with WordPress and to encourage people to contribute back to the project. So if there are guiding principles uh, around what we should be spending money on, um, that's what I will be asking WordCamp organizers. 
Thank you. Um, Michelle and Gustavo, is it all right if we move on from that one quickly just so that we can get into some? Yeah, thank you. A few thumbs up there. That's great. Okay, I think it's time that we had um, a WordPress drama. We haven't had uh, we haven't had one of those for, uh, well, a couple of minutes, it seems. The This... <laughs> This one is going to be of interest. Couldn't be more different than the last drama we just had. But maybe that this one pushes your buttons equally. You never know. Uh, Justin Tadlock writing this week, again on WP Tavern. The piece is called Block Editor Sidebar Panels are the new admin notices. Okay, let's just rewind. What's the problem? In the WP admin, that sacrosanct area that always ought to be clean and clutter-free, uh, every so often... We have, yeah, Gustavo's kind of like, what? Shrugging. Uh, every so often, somebody takes the initiative and fills your admin area up with a small, medium, perhaps even large um, advertisement. And it may be that that advertisement is trying to upsell you something. Maybe it's just trying to alert you to the fact that something's been updated or upgraded. But there really isn't any kind of process behind what that ought to, A, look like, what kind of language is allowed, permissible, what, you know, is it allowed to have images or animated GIFs? I'm looking at you, such and such a company. Um, and now we've got the lovely new Gutenberg interface with our sidebar on the right, which is full of settings for the block or the post or the page or whatever it is that you might be looking at. And of course, this presents a whole new Wild West frontier to fill it up with all sorts of things. Now, in my book, again, I'm going to crucify myself. In my book, if I'm on a post and I click in a, a, a block setting or something like that, I really should be looking at settings. I would like to see the settings only for that particular block. I want to see, you know, can I change the color? Can I increase the padding? Whatever. What I don't really wish to see is an advert to upgrade. And if you're looking at the screen at the moment, we can see, and uh, Justin called it out, it's the exact metrics plugin. And what they've done is they've included a, it's, it's pretty benign, I've got to say, I'm sure it could have been a lot worse, but it's basically a feature which you cannot use has been put into the free version of the plugin. So you can't use it if you're on the free version, but it's there as if you could use it. Um, but of course, there's this little warning in green. It's fairly nice, it's fairly benign. And it says, this is a pro feature. In other words, it's an ad. And the, the, the community, I feel, is, is probably going to be suffering the consequences of this in the near future. The sky is the limit. You know, this ad is one row high. It's ever so small. But it could have been square. It could have been an animated GIF. It could have, who knows what it could have brought along for the ride. But I think this is a, something that we need to be concerned about. I'm probably okay, personally. But I think clients probably don't want to see this sort of stuff. And the piece then goes on to describe, well, are we at the point? And in fact, some of the comments go on to describe, do we need some sort of procedure? Do we need some sort of protocol here? Do we need an admin notifications UI inside a WordPress? And because I know that Gustavo is a developer of this, in this case, the events calendar, I'm going to throw the ball straight to him. Yeah, so... I want to bring up that there is a WordPress um, feature feature plugin or however you want to call it project WP Notify that is trying to solve the the the, the notices problem in WordPress, and that is something that I've seen in in Twitter be part of uh, conversations at times, and I'm like there is 
people trying to there's a lot of people trying to solve this problem as of right now if you have a like a an opinion on it like go put your opinion there so we can push this project forward and actually get it in core if it's something that you care that much um my thought process is is always this as a plugin developer the rule of thumb of everything that we do is the following there should be a way for you to disable these things that would take no more than one Google search in one small snippet of code in your functions, even on your WP config. So for example, in the events calendar, um, there we have upsells for certain things that are not in that UI at all. They're all in, for example, uh, for example, we have like the, the recurrence for, for events, right? Like recurring events is something that we offer on our pro version. Uh, we say, hey, you can't use recurrence on this. If you're looking for recurrence, this is a pro feature. You can go there and, and figure it out. But we have a very clear uh, uh, constant that you can put on your WP config that disables all of it. There's no upsell anywhere, right? Like the goal is to try to make it as easy as possible for people to to disable because there's a there's a very weird gray line there. That, that sits between trying to be helpful. I don't like how this one in particular was done because it feels like it's like almost a function, but not. it's not warning you that you could have like a something that's interesting, but that you need to have pro is, I think when you're warning someone, say, hey, if you're looking for this feature, this is a pro feature or some sort of thing like that. I think it can be beneficial. But I think there's a lot of gray area there, and especially when there's no standards. That's where things become very weird. Um, WordPress.org has a very clear standard. You cannot phone home. And I think this is something where we should have some sort of guideline in some sort of direction that talks about this. Um, but with everything, there's a lot of perspective um, and if the plugin developers don't participate on the conversation, then it becomes all the way to the opposite where you can't do anything. And then it becomes a detriment to everyone's business and all of that stuff, which I think is also not good. Um, conversation needs to be, so notices, for example, is one that there is a project. We have something. Um, yeah. Thank you. That's I, kind of where I think. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to drop an analogy in which I, I have Mr. Analogy today. The, um, the, so when I drive around in my car, the, the, the world in which I live is littered with adverts. There are, you know, there's uh, hoardings next to bus stops. The bus itself is sprinkled with adverts. You know, there might be uh, a billboard, an advertising hoarding, great big thing, you know, and there it is. And you can't escape them. They're there. And it, it is obvious that society needs these kind of things for all sorts of products to get in front of eyeballs. But the point is, I know where those places are. Like it's the bus stop, it's the side of the bus, and it's the advertising hoarding over there. There, that's that's the constraint. Society has decided they live inside of those boundaries, and it would be so weird if I, I don't know, if I saw an advert, you know, on the ground, or if somebody had put an advert in a completely unusual place, which was obviously against the rules. Like for example, you know, stuck it in a tree or something like that. It, it would, it would, alarm bells would ring, and I think that's wrong. 
And that's kind of what I think here. We need we need a place, a safe place for it. And it looks like Jonathan's WP Notify thing that you and I'll try to drop the show that in the show notes as well. Seems like that's the safe space for it. If you've got an upgrade, you, you know, we could have some sort of alarm bell icon or something like we do in all these SaaS apps, which which vibrates and rings, and it says there are notifications. And you wouldn't necessarily know that they were advertising notifications because they could be things about updating things or important security information. So you might go in there and be curious and be exposed to the ads in the same way. But it feels to me that once you've gone, because this is new, right? This is in the editor. This is not in a WP admin place. This is where you are editing content. And it feels like we've gone outside. Somebody stuck the advert in the tree. And they're no longer in on the bus stop and what have you. So there we go. This episode is going to be called "The Advert in the Tree." That's that's that. Anyway, so over, Angela, you got anything you want to you want to say about that? Yeah, I think um, I think adding a panel with an upsell without functionality is. Um, really frustrating and um, WordPress people are smart. It's likely a very quick way to lose trust in this community. Um, that's that's what I've been thinking through all of this. Yeah. My, my thoughts on this is that like it, it's a we it, for for what for one reason or another WordPress is a there is a commercial arm to it there is a commercial wing plus you know Gustavo you can tell us right you need you need your plugin to make money it is not a philanthropic effort from start to finish you know there has to be some revenue and that's fine um, I guess we just need the boundaries to be set and where these things are and it feels to me like we're crossing a bit of a red line we are crossing the Rubicon. There's another <laughs> just coming out of me today. Um, and, and you know, once you've crossed the Rubicon, it's very difficult to go back across the Rubicon, as Julius Caesar can tell you. Michelle, what do you think? I just think it's in poor taste. I mean, of, of at the very most common denominator, it's just in poor taste. I do understand. I mean, I, I work in a business that makes money on plugins. You know, I work with Gustavo. And... I understand that we need to have upsells and we need to do those kinds of things, but to have a block that is absolutely non-functioning unless you agree to pay more almost feels like we're holding the space ransom and you, we, we're showing you all the things you can't have unless you, you know, you do more. And I just think it's poor taste. Gustavo, I've raised this on a few episodes in the past. I'm going to throw this one in your direction see what you think about it. Um, I don't possess one, but apparently there is an Amazon Kindle where you can get a version which is a slightly cheaper model, but it shows you ads. I think it's called Kindle Lite or something like that. And periodically, whilst you're... So it doesn't show it whilst you're reading the book. It's sort of akin to the editor. But it does show you it whilst you're doing all the other things. You know, you're fiddling with the settings, there's a little ad. And you're fiddling with which book you're going to read next, there's a little ad. What do you think about the idea of a cheaper version of a plugin, but it came with like the ads in included? In other words, you know, the problem is, I guess you've already crossed the boundary of being in the the paid area already. It's I don't know. Okay, so so I think I think it's it's complicated because if you think about how plugins make money, they they are not making money out of the ad itself. 
like in the sense of like, for example, Google, Google makes money out of selling the ad itself. So it, or Amazon can sell you like a, uh, like the ad itself for them makes money if they have a third party ad showing up, right? Like for them, they're making money out of you having that yeah. being in your face, right? Like plugins don't make money from, or at least not that I know of, they'll make money from the ads themselves because that's like a prohibited from WordPress uh, core rules on the plugins. You can't make money uh, from ads on when you install a plugin on someone else's website. Um, so that's where I think there's a, a slightly different take there. But I think the, the idea of like paying less for and being able to see ads is I think a okay model as, as long as you're being extremely clear with what you're selling. And this is what I think Michelle and Angela said is like, is like you need to have like an understanding with whoever is your customer that what you're doing isn't like, I guess it's not an understanding. It's like you have to have a quote unquote good taste on what you're doing. Because if you were like putting an ad in a weird spot and you're like not a, it's not a, a contract that you agreed upon, even if it's like um, in the case of the, the Amazon Kindle, or the Amazon Fire, uh, all of their, a lot of them have like, hey, you can pay $60 less for this product if you agree to have ads forever on it. And I'm like, depending on what's your use for it. So for example, let's say you're buying one for your kid to, to like to go to college and you're like, hey, I don't have the money. I don't have the means to buy for like two or three kids that I have, all of them that's a easy easier way for you to be able to achieve that right like there's a place for for these kind of like middle ground solutions i think in wordpress i don't think it fits the structure that we live in but i think there's always room for experimentation and we are very young when it comes to a lot of the the business side of things in wordpress there's a lot of room for growth and for experimentation and as wordpress core moves faster into like better tools and better things for everyone uh i think that's where things are going to be really important to see is like what is wordpress allowing people to allowing people to do but what are they not frowning upon what is the community not frowning upon saying hey is this is bad you shouldn't do this or something along the lines of that that's why I feel like this particular thing is really important to happen. People call it drama. I think it's important for that to happen, for people to understand where we stand and how much is too much. Otherwise, it becomes like a really weird gray area of like everyone does what they want. Um, thank you for that. And I'm also going to thank you for something else. During, the, uh, during that little last little bit, Gustavo, you said the words, we are very young. And I applaud that. I, that's been years since anybody's called me young, and I'm feeling so much better. Uh, that's now the episode title, I am very young. <laughs> that's great. But yeah, interesting, interesting stuff. I, I don't know. I feel, to Angela's point, I, I think we are. I think there's a clever bunch of people in the WordPress space. And I think maybe they've got their ears attuned or their eyes attuned to these little spaces and, and they see this as an affront more than perhaps they would see, an, I don't know, an ad buried at the bottom of a Netflix video or something like that. They might see that as more of a commercially acceptable thing. And maybe we're just very precious about it. But um, 
Anyway, let's move on. I would like to show you a website that I just think is fabulous. It's a, probably a very important project. This is, this is coming from the guys 10Op. We don't often feature a particular website. We just don't. But this is, um, this is so firstly, kudos to 10Op for getting the, uh, the gig to, to make this website. That's kind of not why I'm showing it. But um, they've got the, they got the gig to create the, the White House uh, website. Previously, if I remember correctly, it was once housed on a Drupal website. I imagine it's been over on WordPress for a little while now. But I wanted to raise this piece just because of their implementation of it, because it looked like I was showing you the White House website. It wasn't. Um, I'm going to refresh this page so that the little thumbnail of the video comes back to life. They've got a, a, a Vimeo video on this, and I would urge anybody who is into building blocks and what blocks might be able to do in the future to go and look at Tenops implementation. So over on the White House website are, are all these distinct, obvious content areas. Now, that may be a row or a, or a column within a row, but each of them has a distinctive look and feel. And what Tenop have done, and you can see it in this video, I won't bother to show it to you, it's about three minutes long, is they have made it so that there is an exact parity with what you see on the screen and how you enter. So as an example, there's this section here that you can just about make out. And if you want to amend the text in this little bit, you start typing in there and all the text is written uh, vertically. And all of these headers and bits and pieces, it's just a beautiful implementation for people who probably have no interest in WordPress whatsoever. These are busy people working in the White House. They want to log in, amend something, move something around, and click Save and be gone. And this does it perfectly. It is exactly, I think, that what the promise of blocks were. I don't know if any of you other guys have seen it or had a chance to watch that video, but if you did and you want to chip in, go for it now. It's just beautiful. That'll be a no. Nobody's. I agree with everything yeah. that you just said, and I yeah. couldn't have said it any better. So there we go. I, I, I will actually <laughs> slide through. Add. I'm going to. Uh, I'm just going to pause it there. So, for example, somebody is editing this. Apologies if you're listening to this on audio. I'm showing on the screen the editing experience. So, if you know, you literally click on this bit, and the usual block editor bit comes up on the top, and you change the text here, and you change the text there, and you put the links in, and it's just brilliant. They turned it around in five weeks. So. This is me just sort of saying, bravo, that is full mm -hmm. on kudos. Uh, thank you, uh, Rob, the new show title. This is, this is not a political show. <gasps> oh, dear. And, um, and to the point that we were talking about a minute ago, Peter, thank you. Losing trust. We're talking about the adverts in the UI. Uh, losing trust is a big deal. There's the word, right? It's about trust, isn't it? Um, recently, a set of block extensions got really aggressive, and I now don't want them at all. Hmm. Mentioning no names. I honestly don't know who you're talking about, but there we go. We're going to do some jobs. We don't often mention jobs, but I caught, caught sight of three this week. So I thought, well, let's put them in. I confess one of them didn't come from me, but came from Angela, which is nice. So let me share my screen. There we go. The first one. Uh, look at this. Look at this. Look at this, Gustavo. I don't know if you know if this is coming up. You've got a quality assurance analyst job uh, on the go. Um, working over at Liquid Web for the events calendar. Do you, Gustav, I'm not putting you on the spot. I am, I'm putting you on the spot. Do you know anything about this role or is this just... Yes. Uh, yeah, tell us more. 100%. So on uh, the events calendar, and um, we've always had this huge um, 
I guess like this huge thing for not like not having um, only devs test their own code. We want to have someone do the quality assurance, and that to some degree uh, like makes things a little slower on some ends of the business, but it, it ensures that we are not breaking backwards compatibility on a lot of things. And that's a really important piece of the of our business, um, especially because we live in, in the WordPress realm where backwards compatibility is something that's really strongly valued. Um, so this person that would apply for this job would be someone that would be working very closely with uh, one of the teams that we have uh, specifically trying to figure out and trying to break the plugins before it goes out in the wild with like new features and stuff like this and uh, working uh, closely with the developers for automation of how to QA things in a in an automated way and some of that stuff which is really really valuable for us for efficiency and some of that stuff so it's a it's a carry on sorry carry on Oh, no, it's just a really interesting job that we have um, that is not always, I haven't seen it a lot in WordPress uh, businesses, but it's something that we care a lot and it has added value over the course of the years to not only have our unit tests and automated tests that go through computers, but also have people look at stuff and say, this doesn't feel quite right when it comes to, like, if I put a really random input here. Uh, so... I love the idea of having a job where you've got to break things. Oh, yes. Uh, it sounded right on my street. And you get to work with Gustavo. So. <laughs> Yay! Uh, it's full-time. The location is remote. I'm guessing that means more or less anywhere is applicable. Yeah. Three years' experience with at least two of those working remotely. A proven track record of quality assurance with a strong familiarity in WordPress. And you get to work with Gustavo, which is a total win. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He's weighing it up. Uh, next one, I'm just going to mention. I just caught sight of this one. Uh, backend engineer. This is WebDev Studios. They're looking for a backend engineer to join their engineering team. Same criteria, uh, full-time, it's remote. It's 65 to 80,000 um, US dollars. You can find that over on their careers page, webdevstudios.com. It's so refreshing that they actually put the compensation on the screen so you know whether or not it's something that you're interested in applying to. Yeah, that's a good I point. That that's so often I hidden, really wish it? that more yeah. businesses did that, yeah. Yeah, because presumably they know. It's not like it's we're big, just going to make right. it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's still a big, it's a, it's a big um, range, but at least, you know, it's not 40, you know, and if you're looking for 150, you're not going to apply it. So like, it just gives you a better idea. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. And, um, Speaking of all these things, we should mention the WP Careers Summit. Yeah, this is right up Michelle's street. When, give us the dates again, very quickly. April 8th. April 8th. Okay, April 8th, wpcareersummit.com, if I'm not mistaken. You got it. Yeah. Got it. And finally, Angela's brought this one to our attention, a developer educator for Automatic. What's this one about? Yeah, so it's a uh, really exciting role for a full-time sponsored contributor um, where you get to work alongside other amazing contributors on the Make Training team, uh, like Courtney, who I see is watching this as well. And um, yeah, you'll create technical educational content for Learn WordPress, um, which is a big focus for WordPress right now. Um, it's a role that intersects with the community and uh, has a direct impact on 
future adoption and success with WordPress. Um, and it is with Automatic. Um, and so if you have any questions about what it's like to work at Automatic, I would be happy to answer those and share my perspective. And I know many of my teammates would also uh, happily share their experiences as well. Um, and it is fully remote, um, so you can be anywhere in the world. So three bullet points, it says building and managing an online educational platform, collaborating with cross-functional teams to plan and execute training strategies, creating exclusive educational content for developers. Having a chat with somebody the other day, and I was thinking about the educational side of WordPress now that we've got full site editing. You imagine the, imagine the quantity of people who go out each day and search for, oh, I don't know, for example, how do I create a menu in WordPress? Pretty much all of those videos are now wrong. And, uh, and we're going to have an, an awful lot of people. No, but it doesn't look like that anymore. Oh, okay. Uh, so important that we get the education aspect right. Okay, let's move over to something a bit jolly. This is quite interesting. I confess that I've never used these. These are Lottie animations. Lottie animations, every time I've come across them, they always look like they're kind of a bit cartoonish. I am imagining that there are Lottie animations for all sorts of purposes, some of them more serious. But they're kind of like lightweight, fun-looking little animations. And I just wanted to draw attention to the fact that Cadence Blocks 2.24 has added Lottie animations in its own little block. If you're looking at the screen, it's easy to configure set of settings. You basically can loop them. You can uh, bounce the playback and some various other things, including margins and padding and sizing and what have you. But... I, I don't know if anybody has anything to add about those. It, I confess, I'm. It's it's unlikely that I personally would use these, but nice feature, right? I just love that Cadence is doing so many innovative things within WordPress using their blocks and the theme itself. Yeah, nice. Okay, so this is a piece uh, written by Sarah Gooding, and uh, there you go. You can find it. It's called Cadence Blocks two point two point four. Adds Lottie animation block. Okay, we are now. Yeah, we're on to our picks of the week. Not everybody brought one along this week, but I'm gonna I'm gonna throw one into the uh, into the mix. It is this one. This is cool. Um, this is called NotesAlong.com. Uh, honestly, why wouldn't you have this? Put it in your web browser. It's it's an extension, I should say. It's free. It's free. Um, and what you do is you just add it as a Chrome extension, and you create an account. So it's not free because <laughs> you have to give them your email. But there you go. You know, it's it's fine. And um, and wherever you are browsing on the internet, if there's some little bit that you just thought, oh, I'd like that for later, you highlight it, and then this tiny little uh, icon appears at the point where your mouse is, and you click it. And then that portion becomes yellow or blue or whatever it is that you would like it to be. And from that moment on, if you've got the extension installed, whenever you return to that page, it's highlighted for you. And doing this news thing, you can imagine, right? Every week, there's lots of articles, but there are bits within those articles that I would like to remember more than other bits. It, it, it failed me this week, to be fair. Uh, I think their website went down for about, I don't know, a few hours, right at the point when I needed it, when I was putting together the show notes. So there you go. Um, and I, but I'm still going to recommend it because it's worked for months with me without any failures. So, I, But I just think this is really, really great. Go, go highlight the internet. And then if you don't wish to return to the page, you can log into their UI and it will show you everything that you've highlighted. I don't know if there's a similar tool. There's probably loads of things like this, but... But I just thought that was really nice. 
Okie dokie. Go on. All right. I said it's very good. I also like that it makes me think I need to go paint something because it looks like the paint samples that you see on the right hand side there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like those little, those little cards you get at, at Walmart or wherever. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it's, it's really, really easy to use. It's beautifully done. Dead simple. There's no settings. There's nothing to configure. You just switch it on and have an account and you're good to nice. go. And yeah, it's really nice. What else have we got? Was that something? Yes, this was a pick of the week from, who put this one in? Was it you, Angela? Angela. It was me. I um, just wanted to encourage everyone to go check out uh, WP Briefing, which is a uh, very bite-sized podcast uh, given by Josefa, who is the executive director for WordPress. Um, she, It's delightful. Um, there are podcast where she sings, where uh, she has like a blooper reel, but she also talks about really important, hard hitting things in WordPress. And the most recent one was about the top three goals for 2022. So definitely an important one, if you uh, care at all about WordPress and where it is going. It's really nice. I think the I think the thing which you mentioned, which is nice, is not only that she's got a really engaging way of creating content. She's very fun, isn't she? But also um, the fact that it's not a great, great big listen. You know, you could listen to this um, this one that we're talking about here, episode twenty four, the three goals. The whole thing rounds out at just over seven and a half minutes, I think. So it's small. You know, by the time she's done the introduction, there's there's probably uh, it's bite sized, in other words. And for those of you that kind of like podcasts but don't like the ones that drone on and on, you know, like mine, um, you can uh, you can really get what you need in just a few short minutes and be be on your way. Of course, as soon as you've listened to hers, what you need to do is then cue mine up next because you know that's important. He said, <laughs> okay, uh, and, 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 was that us? Don, no, who gave us this one? Was this you as well, Angela? No, no this, this was Michelle. And I oh, it. Michelle, I'm sorry. What's, okay, we're looking at National Today, nationaltoday.com, um, and I confess I've never heard of this website before, but it's, um, it's this particular piece. It's not that website. It's the National Clean Out Your Computer Day. Is that today? It is today. So not only is today Valentine's Day, as most people are aware, if you go to nationaltoday.com, there are other sites like this. It will show you what else today is notable for. And I happen to, as a single person, wanted to see what else is out there besides Valentine's Day. And it's National Clean Out Your Computer Day. And this is this comes twofold. It's number one, it's organize your files, delete stuff, you know, run those defrags and other things than whatever. And or you know, make your computer work better for you, but also sanitize it because there, you would not believe how many germs live on your keyboard. So. Oh, literally! You mean like give it some anti back and squirt Absolutely. it? <laughs> not just clean out your computer, but clean your computer. Yes. Yeah, Inside I'm not going and out. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. <laughs> quick, quick straw poll. Right. Who has a keyboard? which is pristinely clean with no evidence of previous keystrokes. I'm just going to stare at mine. Mine is shockingly bad. I have, I have really got a mucky keyboard. I'm not going to hold I, it up because it will be a point of great shame, but it is incredibly I, I, filthy. 
<laughs> Mine may actually have some some coffee droplets here. And there. <laughs> um, <laughs> Come on, Angela, time dry. for a confession. How I, clean uh, is your keyboard, Angela? Marks out of ten. I'm a bit of a neat freak, and so I do clean my keyboard regularly, but this keyboard, I'm also a very hard typer, apparently. You can kind of see, like, some of the letters are worn out because I, I type, I either type too hard or I wipe them off too much, so. <laughs> I, I want to know this, right? Honestly, so I've got, I've got a keyboard, do you know, like everybody else, it's a keyboard and it's got rectangular sorry square keys and there's the metal between the square how do you clean those bits Q-tips. how do you get in there are you like with a q-tip <laughs> and you're like that yeah this you is can, you can get special q-tips that kind of go in between and uh clean them out when uh, when the WP Awards was being put on by Devinder and everybody was willing, everybody could nominate themselves, I nominated myself as the least clean member of the WordPress community, <laughs> and uh, I think this this keyboard kind of demonstrates it perfectly. Gustavo marks out a ten for the cleanliness of your keyboard. No, mine mine is <laughs> mine is bad right now. I ten, I I I am actually like my table is not clean. It's always a mess. But the <laughs> The keyboard I actually try to clean with some like I even have like one of those like um, not the can there the one that's like a electrical so you can like blow the like the stuff that's in it yeah but it never deals with it with everything so you have to take all the keys out and then clean it it's like it's it's an effort so once oh. a month once a month <laughs> I absolutely love the idea of national clean your computer day I'm I'm gonna do it Michelle next time you're on the show you can ask me whether I'll show you my keyboard or not. And I'll show you a clean keyboard. Either that or I'll just lie and say it's really clean. I have one that's not used just for that. Yeah, that's right. I've got a handy clean one over here. I just whip it into shot and then return it to the box. It says says iStock all over the picture. Yeah, Yeah, it's a a picture. Hey, Michelle, you you mentioned something a minute ago. You mentioned the fact that it's uh, it's Valentine's Day today. I mean, I'm not going to go into that uh i don't know who's doing what for valentine's day but michelle contacted me (laughs) i don't know if i'm ready for this michelle contacted me a few weeks ago and said we should we should do something on the uh on the valentine's uh episode and and i put my thinking cap on and a few weeks ago when it was the christmas episode uh with several of us michelle was on the call we did some wreaths that we had a little wreath that went around everybody's head and so for anybody who's still watching this I bring. <laughs> so what you've got to do is you've got. I know it's a bit awkward. You've got to try to get your head in the in the centre like that. And what we always do when we finish off the show, we always wave. So obviously that the. the <laughs> this is so ridiculous. <laughs> For those of you that aren't uh, aren't watching but listening, I've put some Valentine's hearts on the screen, and we're all surrounded by Valentine's hearts. You've all got to wave. I've got to try and wave as well at the same time. And if we can all wave like that, I will grab a screenshot of that, and we will all look like idiots. <laughs> and there we go. Thank you, Michelle. What a brilliant idea that was. I hope you enjoyed that. Oh, we're good. done. We've used up our hour and, well, we're nearly there, hour and 27 or eight minutes we're at the moment. So just for me to say thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back this time next week. I can't remember who the guests are off the top of my head, but it will be some lovely guests. They always are. This week, thank you very much to Michelle Frechette. What's going on this week with you? 
Um, I will be announcing by the end of this week the speakers for WP Career Summit. So if you haven't registered yet, go over to WPCareerSummit.com, register for the event. As we said, it's April 8th and uh, some pr pretty phenomenal speakers and topics coming out. Nice. Oh, great. Okay. WPCareerSummit.com. And Angela. Uh, well, this week, one of my focuses is going to be uh, working with the brand new Make a Photo Directory team. Um, it is the latest new Make team. And so we're talking about like handbooks and what that program is going to look like long term. So if you want to get involved, this is a great time to do it. Um, and also contribute your photos. It's growing so fast. I'm really excited about it. I'm going to contribute a photo of a mucky keyboard. That's going to be my uh, <laughs> my contribution. So if you ever search for mucky keyboard on the photo photo directory, you know where that came from. And I'm, uh, finally, I'm on that team, and I can veto that photo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, okay. I, I repent. I'll do the photo of the clean keyboard. That will be fine. And uh, Gustavo, what's happening with you this week? Uh, I'm working on a couple of integrations in the events calendar for uh, tickets and payments, which has been pretty interesting. In the personal life, I'm now in the like final few stages of like uh, like my wife's like like the the whole part now. It's like just okay. Like how much more do we have here? Uh, she, so this is her last week of work, uh, and and. She she works with Angela, so that's also <laughs> so. But it's uh it's been uh really interesting few days uh, now, and just waiting for 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 all of that to kind of land because there's a lot of prep preparation and giving other people work and say, hey, here's like I'm not gonna be here for like two months, so ah, a little bit of that. Um, but yeah. That is that is an extraordinarily bit extraordinary bit of life. I remember when the when the same happened to me first time around, kind of really trying hard to be present and in the moment and enjoy it. And uh, it's so easy to be consumed by all the other things. I'm so glad that you've managed to to put the work part of your life on hold for a bit. That's lovely because that's one giant piece of the puzzle which it gets in the way, right? It's going to get in the way of that wonderful experience. So hopefully you'll be able to be mindful of it yeah. and enjoy it to the fullest. Oh, that's so brilliant. Like I said, we'll be back next week. I am going to, I'm going to fade us out with the, uh, I, I can't resist. I'm going to put that back up again and uh, say, thanks very much for joining us. We'll be back this time next week. Take it easy.